0: My message today is this is our time, and afterwards we'll be partaking in the Holy Communion. Pastor Peter will be with us, and you're going to uh, enjoy very special reports. Also here in Toronto, our uh, stage three of reopening has taken place this weekend, and so for us as ch- of course that means indoor dining, but it also means for us as churches, limitations of numbers have been removed, and so we can't wait to see you back here in person at Celebration Church, but for, our world, and, but for our, we are recognized we have a worldwide family as well, so we encourage you to stay tuned to our online services. Last week, week, Pastor Peter preached a message, and it was a prophetic word. It was uh, both a warning and an exhortation. It was a warning to be alert for the signs of our time and what's happening all around us, but also an exhortation that that with God, uh, challenges can be turned into opportunities. And uh, the full message of what he preached is, is on the website. In fact, what you saw online was just a portion of it, the full message. And I've uh, studied it several times since, because what is said in that message is so vitally important for us as a church family right now. It was, on one hand, a warning. It was a warning to be alert, each one of us, to be alert, because we're being confronted with unprecedented challenges right now. And it's not hyperbole; it's the reality we live in. But also an exhortation, an exhortation that that with God, crises can be turned into. Opportunities, But there is still a necessity to be alert, to recognize what's happening. Uh, and, and we see that in the Scriptures with prophecies that are given. They are both a warning to be alert, to, to uh, not be complacent, but be on guard and recognize that there is danger if we are not paying attention. But if paying attention and dependent on God's promises or God's grace and power those crises can be turned into opportunities and so that was the essence of the message but we heard uh, unprecedented challenges that he illiterated and he took a long time to do so so I'm not when I recap it here I'm not getting into details if you want the details go to go to his sermon but take the lockdown 16 months of lockdown so far uh, new habits have been formed and those habits many times have been formed sadly out of A culture of fear like we've never seen and so sometimes those habits aren't healthy Uh, here in canada pastors have been arrested Uh, the only country in the world where they've been arrested for uh, conducting services in in non-compliance to covid 19 and we can agree or disagree with what they did but we are the only country who's done that and so we're facing unprecedented challenges under over the last year and a half new laws have been enacted Uh, many surrounding hate speech. Uh, And and of course, we're we're not for hate uh, by any measure. But uh, when hate speech is defined as having a different belief or opinion uh, than that which is popular consensus of the time, I'm not talking about being critical, just having a different opinion and somehow that's considered hate. Uh, And the ramifications that come along with that, that, that's an unprecedented challenge. And uh, we look at in culture here in canada how the church's credibility i'm not talking ticc i'm just talking church in general the credibility of the church is in serious question and and certainly terrible things have happened, and we think of the unmarked graves, and again, Pastor Peter went into detail on all these matters, but the reality is 20 churches have been burnt down over the last uh, couple of weeks in in response, and so there's an unprecedented challenge that we face, and then we looked at here in the church, and just not in our church per se, but it's church in general, there's a great disunity now, and not over the things that usually divided us, which would be doctrine, but now over things like uh, uh, Donald Trump, or the vaccine, or uh, things of that nature, and so there's there's challenges that we're facing. And so it's important that we be alert uh, uh, because there is hope in Christ and we can overcome, but we must recognize what we're facing and then then listen to the voice of the Spirit, how to approach these these things. And and the reality is that in society, and it can creep into the church, that there is a defeatist mentality. In fact, I I saw a poll this week done uh, here in North America, America, Canada, and 30% of the population have in, in a sense, given up caring, uh, giving up their dreams and hope, just kind of settled in for a blasé type of life. And it's possible that that creeps into our mentality as well as believers. Uh, the fetus mentality uh, and it gives into lethargy and, and apathy in life. And that's not what we're called to be as believers. And so thank God, on one hand, yes, there's a warning, be alert. But on the other hand, there's an exhortation. And we heard that exhortation, that, that with God, this can be our greatest time. This is our time. That's my message today. This is our time. But for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying and what the Spirit is doing and leading us, uh, we recognize that our purpose is still the same, to adapt the world to the love and purpose of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is our purpose. It's our cause. It's our, our missions. And yet we recognize, take the book of Acts, where you know, their greatest breakthroughs, you could say, for the gospel often came when, at times of their greatest challenge. And so we're believing that. We're facing great challenges, but we're believing God for a great breakthrough. And even if we think of it in our personal lives, and of course everything that happens universally happens in our personal lives as well, and you know, even personally, your greatest testimony probably took place in your greatest challenge. And so we we don't lose hope. We don't look at these things as people without hope, but we recognize that Christ in us is greater than he who is in, in the world. What God's looking for is a willing heart, a willing vessel. And so we saw in Acts chapter 20 where Paul said, I go bound in the Spirit. I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. But bound in the Spirit, what a, I, that, that phrase has been reverberating in my heart the last week. He, he's saying I'm being led by the Spirit. I'm, I'm bound to God's purposes on earth. I'm, it, when he says I'm bound in the Spirit, I'm not moved by circumstances, what I, what I feel, by, by the defeats or the losses that I experience. I, I, I'm bound. I'm, I'm locked in to my purpose. And then he says not knowing the things that will happen to me. You know, if we're looking for certainty, Uh, to move forward in life in any area many times and often there isn't certainty paul said i don't know what's going to happen but i'm bound in the spirit to my purpose i love that and it's a challenge to us today he said but the holy spirit does tell me that there'll be change and tribulations but none of these things move me and maybe chains don't await us per se, but Jesus did say many of the afflictions of the righteous. So we do have that promise. That, so there'll be troubles, but He says, I, I, "I'm bound in the Spirit. I'm not moved by these things. I don't count my life dear to myself, that I might finish my race with joy." And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of, to the gospel of the grace of God, and I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. He says, "My purpose, and it's our purpose today as believers, our as Celebration Church, it's our purpose." Purpose, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God, that is our purpose, and it is our mandate. And and and, and so this 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 warning that we've received: be alert. But at the same time, there's a promise that though those who are willing, God does great things. And so it, it's 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 important for everyone, each one of us, to recognize these past 16 months we've been through. It, has, it, it is possible. That that, that maybe God has spoken something to your heart that at one time gripped your heart, that one time moved you. It moved you with great passion to be involved in the work of the Lord in every sphere of life. And yet maybe because of different things that have happened. I mentioned the defeatist mentality that's somehow creeping into society. Could be that that's creeping into your heart. It's, it's not a message that god's saying i'm angry with you but god's saying take note because god has great purposes for your life he has great plans for your life for this church and so it's a take notice you know if a love does if 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 a, if a loving parent sees a child going the wrong direction he lovingly corrects and so god's not correcting and saying we're we're bad He loves us. He's just saying, be alert. Recognize. Uh, Don't lose your edge. Keep being bound in the the Spirit. This is our time. Yes, there are unprecedented challenges, but we don't look at them as people without hope. We look at them as people uh, bound by the Spirit, that there's opportunity with God. And I think of Jesus in the Scriptures. There's a time when the scripture said his time had come. This was his time. In fact, it uses that phrase in Luke chapter 9, verse 51. It says, when the, when, when the time for Jesus was almost come to be received up to heaven. He, and by the way, this was coming near the end of his earthly ministry. Uh, he was approaching the cross, approaching his death. So that was his time for his purpose, to redeem mankind, to reconcile the world back to God. But this was his time. It says, he steadfastly and determinedly, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. He set his face. I think that's a very similar phrase to what Paul said. I go bound in the Spirit to my purpose. My purpose, he said, to testify the grace of God. Well, here Jesus who's about to reconcile the world. It says of him he set his face. He set his face. In other words, he's not going to be moved by his circumstances. Not to be moved by his emotions that pull. You know, we all have emotions. They pull us in many directions. Or the opinions of others. You know, Jesus had opinions coming at him every direction. The disciples, they had all kinds of opinions. But Jesus, he set at his face not about to be moved by those opinions uh, oh, I, you know today we don't use that word I, I set my face we, it's a kind of you know old old language a word we use is focused you can say that Jesus focused himself he you know and there's great power when we focus on our purpose there's great power released when our mind our will and emotions focus on our purpose with a singular focus on our purpose you know if I think about focus what causes us to lose focus is often fear fear causes us to lose focus it causes our minds our emotions to be scattered this way and that way up and down Uh, and and, you know if i think about the last 16 months the fear has gripped our society you know i i I read a psychological study about uh, that in world war ii uh, far more people died in the world, percentage-wise. Three percent of the world's population died. That's far worse than what we've experienced in the last 16 months. In the last 16 months, not even one percent have died, and yet every life is valuable. And I'm just saying, the World War II, the, world, the globe, the world experienced far greater atrocities, and yet in World War II, the atrocities, the deaths were happening in, in locations. There was areas of war where death was was happening, and while many lives were touched, in other, you know, if you you have a loved one who went to war and they died, it touched you, but you weren't facing that same imminent threat yourself if you weren't in the country where the war was happening. If you fast forward now to where what we've experienced this year, uh, many people have lived in fear of death. Continually, because of the virus, and not just in one location, but globally. And so, you could say that that fear gripped the globe. And so, you, it's not like you could leave one country and go to another country. And so, so, so again, we have to be alert and aware. Is fear causing us to lose our focus? Is fear causing us to give into that defeatist mentality and give into lethargy or apathy? Is is it's possible? And it happened to individuals in the scriptures, for, you know, who God used in mighty, mighty ways. So we. We be alert and we recognize, could that be happening to us? You see, and when, A believer gives into that attitude and loses focus. You know, it it affects so many things. The ability to meditate on God's Word and to to, to focus on Jesus. Even in the natural, it affects relationships, you know, and and work. If you can't focus, if you can't pay attention, and ultimately our purpose to the gospel, it it can distract us from our ultimate purpose of, as Paul said, to testify the grace of God. And we as a church, we recognize that as well, and we, we pay attention. Is this something that that we are, that we are, that it is happening to us. But God gives us wisdom to navigate the challenges. Now, the key is this. Remember, I said there's a promise, there's a hope, there's a there, there, there in Christ Jesus to overcome and. You know, the key is this. We have the ability to focus, like Paul, to be bound in spirit, like Jesus, to set his face. But we have the ability to focus, to set our face, to be bound. You say, well, how do you know that about me, Nathan? I've well, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and of, of a disciplined mind. Remember I said a moment ago that fear oftentimes causes us to lose focus, to to, to be distracted by opinions, by, 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 by our emotions. And fear oftentimes causes us to lose focus. Well, the antidote, according to scriptures, to fear is love. Love casts out fear. And so when Paul says that in Christ we have a new spirit, a spirit of love, we recognize that we have within us the love of Christ, and with the love of Christ, we can have a disciplined, focus, focused uh, mentality or, or attitude. Jesus said he set his face in the, in the, in the prospect of death. He, he, he set his face toward his purpose. What was said of it was Jesus uh, before his ministry started. This, the Father said, You are my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. He knew he was loved. He had a revelation of love. He was able to focus. Paul, who said, I, I go bound in the Spirit. It was said he's the same person who who taught what I'm teaching right now. He said, I have a a spirit of love. I know the love of God. And so it does us good to be rooted in the love of God. The scripture says that that it's good for a heart to be established in grace or the love of God. And so in these times we live, yes, there's a warning. Be alert. Be aware. There is these the, these unprecedented challenges that we face. And there is the tugging of this defeatist attitude and, and to give into ap- apathy and lethargy, to be unfocused on our purposes as believers. But we also recognize the promise that we have been given in Christ, that we have the spirit of love. We have the spirit, a disciplined uh, mind, and we can focus on our purpose. It's who we are. Our part is to keep hearing, keep receiving, keep our radars receiving uh, uh, His love, the message of of grace knowing who God is and so we as the celebration church and I guess in many ways that's of course who I'm speaking with that's who we are we 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 who are well grounded in this revelation of God's love and of his grace we do and I exhort each one of us to have that attitude like Paul a mature mind, who Paul, later on in the book of 1 Timothy, he said in verse, uh, chapter 4 and verse 14, he said, don't neglect this gift. What's the gift? The spirit of power, love, calm, well-balanced mind. We've been given a gift. And each one of us here at Celebration Church, we've been given a wonderful, powerful revelation of God's grace and who we are in Christ and unmerited favor. He says, don't neglect that gift. And so what does he say to do with it? Verse 14, practice it, cultivate it, meditate upon it, throw yourself wholly into it so that your pre- progress might be evident to everybody. In other words, he's saying, focus on the task at hand. Use the gift you've gotten. You are complete in Christ. You have this spirit of love, power, calm, well-balanced mind, so, so focus on it. Discipline yourself. Uh, in fact, I love what you know. Paul talked in these terms. He said in 1 Corinthians 9 of himself, he said, I don't run aimlessly. I don't fight like I'm beating the air. No, I discipline myself discipline is not a not a negative word Discipline's a beautiful word Out of, when we take it out of the context. You know, religion teaches we do these things to please God, but out, out of that context, we recognize it benefits us in all areas of life, and we have a task. We, Celebration Church, and that that it, it speaks to us individually and corporately both, but we each have a task, and God's saying, you have, we have a gift. Now focus on that gift. Allow ourselves to be gripped with that gift. gift yes, there's unprecedented challenges, but we have the ability to focus on, on our, uh, on our task, unmoved by the opinions, unmoved by emotions, unmoved by different thoughts, but keeping our eyes on Jesus. And when we have this focused mind, it gives us strength to carry out the mission that God has called us to carry out. You know, there's so many benefits of having, you know, remember Paul used the word bound in spirit. Jesus, we said of him, said, uh, he set his face. I'm using that word because it's more for our common day language, focused, but focused in our spiritual purpose. But there's benefits of living a spoke, focused life that it launches us into our times. As, as we said, this is our time. Number one benefit, I would say, is a clarity of purpose. A clarity of purpose. You know, when we give into fear, we give in to emotions, lose our focus, it's almost like a fog settles on our mind and we can't make clear decisions, can't make decisions. Indecision kills too many people. Uh, but when we're focused, there's a clarity of mind. There's a clarity uh, of purpose. And I think when I, I, remember when I was a kid, you know, I remember my parents, you know, that they, they had a clarity of purpose that we, every Sunday we'd be at church. There was no question in my mind as a child that I would be, I'd, that I would be there. I, I just can't say I always wanted to be there, but I knew I'd be there because my parents had a singular purpose. That's benefited me now later in life, and, and so, and so it speaks of a, there was no ambiguity, you know. And each one of us takes stock where we are. What are we focused? Focus gives a clarity of purpose. What is our purpose as believers? Overarching the Great Commission. It's to be part of the assembly. God called, I preached it several weeks ago, and Pastor Peter has in the past, that every believer is called to be part of a local assembly. It is our purpose. It is our purpose. And then to adapt the world to the the love and purpose of Jesus Christ. It gives us clarity. Secondly, focus gives us commitment to overcome the challenge commitment to overcome the challenges and we will every one of us will face challenges in life i'm sure you're facing some right now i don't need to it's not a prophecy it's just the way it works jesus said many of the afflictions of the of the righteous and every one of us will have a fight within ourselves on our way toward our goal there'll be a fight to quit a fight to give in a fight to be distracted even the good distractions, there's even good things that distract us but there will be a fight within every one of us jesus faced it in gethsemane paul faced it There'll be that fight. Focus gives us the commitment to overcome those, those challenges. And we do recognize that, you know, even, I don't want to be discouraging, but even the parable of Jesus, when of the sower and the seeds, three-quarter of the seed didn't bear fruit. Now, I'm preaching to you today, and I know you're tuned in because you're, you're seed that is bearing fruit. But we do recognize that if we don't pay attention to what God is saying, and Pastor Peter's message last week that I've encouraged you to go to our website and listen again as I've done this week because it's so powerful— We have to recognize what's happening in the world we we live in. There are unprecedented challenges, and to ignore them doesn't allow the Spirit of God to work through us to overcome them. And I believe God's speaking to us because He will work through us to overcome them bound in the Spirit, setting our face, focused. It gives us commitment to overcome. Thirdly, focus gives us a confidence. The Scriptures say, without confidence, I mean, confidence gives great reward. And so, you know, a, confident per, a person who lacks confidence is resistant to change. It takes a confidence to accept change. And I, and I see in life that when a challenge comes, you know, no two challenges are equal. And some to every challenge needs a different response. You can't respond the same way to every challenge. And I think that's why, for example, in the Old Testament, when the Hebrew people were facing a great challenge, there was a time when the prophet Isaiah, he said, behold, he's speaking on God's behalf. He said, behold, I, I do a new thing. And it's not that God wants to do a new thing every time, but, but it speaks of that there'll be a new provision for the problem or challenge that they faced and unless we are confident in who we are in christ uh, focused on our purpose uh, we can miss out on what god is leading or guiding us to do to the challenge that we face today we've heard in great detail from pastor peter last week i i highlighted a few of them at the beginning of my message the challenges that we face god says behold i do a new thing in other words he's he has the solution we have to have a confidence within us to, to, to move forward with that because fear causes people to, to, to resist change or to resist the new things that he's doing. God's breathing confidence in you right now because you have a spirit of, of power. Fourthly, focus gives, us, gives a dignity. In other words, walking with a head up high despite whatever circumstances that we face. In other words, maybe you, you say, I, you know, it's getting very unpopular for me to be a Jesus follower at work. Well, people can say what they want, but you know who you are in Christ and you walk with a dignity. It's it because you're focused on your purpose. You know who you are in Christ. You know your purpose. You know the destiny, that the dreams that God has put on your heart. You're focused on that and you walk with an air of confidence, an air of dignity because you know who you are. You know where you're going. You know, you don't, may not know every detail. Remember I said, Paul Paul, Paul even said in Acts 20, I don't, don't know everything that's happening and, and that'll always be the same. But you know that God is with you, that He's leading you forward. This is your time. Amen? Walk with a dignity. Number five, focus gives an expectation. Expectation of opportunity. Expectation of opportunity. I love the scripture of Galatians 6 and 9. It says, don't become weary in doing good, for at a proper or opportune time we will reap if we do not, a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. In other words, focused on the task. You know, in other words, if one door closes, God has another door. It doesn't mean we live with foot a foot in both sides, you know, always a foot out. You know, if you're working at a place of employment, you have a foot out. That's not, you give 100% whatever you're doing at that task. But if something happens, God has another door. We give 100% of whatever we do. But remember that. So so focus gives an a, a expectation of opportunity. And number, five, number six, focus releases power in our lives. You know, when you're focused on a task, and, and, and today we're focused on our, purpose in Christ, our mission, that task that God has given to us, but it releases an empowering energy. When you are committed to something, it releases an energy and it releases creativity. It releases power. There is power in living with focus. And I think of, you know, Pastor Peter, he put it last week and I said, listen to the sermon. I listened to it several times because it's so powerful. But the scriptures say, let no one take away your crown. The, the scriptures say that. And, and that crown speaks of authority. It's, in other words, it means that that authority, we can let things take that authority away from us. In, in Christ, we have Christ living within us, and He's given us His authority. We have authority in His name. We have authority to declare the promises of God. We have His authority. We let go of that authority when we Give in to the opinions of others. Oh, don't talk that way. Don't be so bold. Don't be so confident. We give it in. We, in other words, we let those distractions take, take that authority away. Let no one take our crown. That's why it's so important, especially in the times we live right now, to, to be careful who's influencing us, what friends we're allowing to influence us in our lives. Are they distracting us away from our focus and our purpose in Christ? Are they, are they, are they allowing our us to release our crown. We still have it. We're still in Christ. We're secure in Him, our eternal security. But I'm talking about just giving away that authority, that edge. Remember I said there are individuals, I believe, who, you know, you had a dream. You had a vision for your life. And the last 16 months have caught that defeatist attitude, that apathy just to creep in instead of, and now instead of having that edge that you're working toward the vision for your life, you're working towards the dreams and the visions that God has put on your life, Almost like an apathy or a, or a lethargy, you know. And it struck me this week, there was a group that we work with in in Indonesia, Papua, and Pastor Peter's coming up in a moment. He's just off to my side here, but 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 this group, and we know them. They work. They do work in uh, among unreached peoples in in Papua, and and, and you know. The, the work they do is difficult. It's not easy work. And so you can say, so they're some of the most committed missionaries in the world. Well, the leader of that group called Pastor Peter this week and said, I need you to do a seminar. I need you to do a seminar. And in fact, Pastor Peter has done that this week. But for my people, because he said, these 16 months of lockdown, they, I mean, remember, these were the zealous of the zealous for doing work among really tough places in Papua, unreached places. And they sacrificed everything for this. But he said, now they haven't been able to go anywhere because of the lockdown for 16 months. He said they've given in to apathy and lethargy, and it's not a condemnation on them. It's just the world we live in. He said we need to rally them up to obey the Great Commission. And so I recognize that if, if some of the great missionaries of our lifetime right now, sacrificing everything, our follow, can even give in for a moment to a little bit a lesser edge, could it be that all of us need to be alert and aware? That's why that prophetic warning. But there is that, also that exhortation that crisis time is also opportunity time. And God is looking for willing people who would say, here am I, use me, send me. I don't know everything, but I'll be focused. I'll be bound in the Spirit. I'll trust you, God. Yes, we face unprecedented challenges, but throughout history, throughout the Scripture, unprecedented challenges always meant one thing, that God will raise up a people. He always will. The question that we as pastors here at Celebration Church, we are exhorting, at, yeah, us as a church, let's be that people. Let's be the people that say we're willing. We don't know everything. Yes, times are changing. Yes, there's unprecedented challenges. But we are willing to be focused, to see how God can use us, how He can take us forward, how as a church family, He can continue to allow us to increase our missions giving. Uh, yes, we went from 10 to 20% and to, to continue that and to, to continue making great strides in our city of toronto for the gospel to 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 help people and and there's no perfect scenario i look at the church in the book of acts they weren't perfect they had squabbles they had disunity widows were complaining about food they had disunity among some of the leaders paul and barnabas they had preferences of who their favorite they weren't perfect but they were willing they allowed themselves to be bound in the spirit they were focused they set their face like jesus